Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm in my home studio like I am every week to give you guys a little food for thought, something to think about this week, and maybe a little bit of motivation or whatnot to make a change in your life, uh, in the way you go about things to help you do them at that much higher of a level. So I'm going to start out today in a slightly self-serving uh, way, but uh, bear with me. So as today's episode drops, it is October the 28th, 2020. Uh, some of you guys know the date October 28th because it's the day before Hurricane Sandy. I know it because just like it was also the day before Hurricane Sandy, it's also my wedding anniversary. Eight years ago today, Hurricane Sandy was looming on the, uh, on the horizon and I was walking down the aisle with my wife and making our lifelong commitment. So first and foremost, Lauren, happy anniversary. I love you. Thank you for everything you do to make our family awesome. Secondly, let's talk about commitment. Right? I think I was inspired by, by us today, uh, Lauren and I, to make today's podcast and to think about what an, an important idea commitment is for just about everything that you do. I, you know, I sat here and I, th- I thought about it a little while to try to think about the th- things that commitment affects. And I thought of a wide-ranging amount of things. You know, if you guys played Little League or any kind of intramural sport when you were a kid, like soccer was a big one in the town that I grew up in. Like you couldn't be a kid in our town and not play soccer. And one thing you would hear from coaches all the time, and it's a very... Uh, like co- big colloquialism with coaches, they'll say to you over and over and over again, when you go half speed, that's when you get hurt. In other words, when you don't commit fully, that's when things always go wrong. And it's funny, if you've ever been like on a big like high diving board, like um, one of the local schools by me uh, growing up had a big Olympic-sized pool and they had a high diving board and everything like that. And in the summertime, you'd be able, you know, for a nominal fee to go into the pool and jump off the diving board and so forth. And you could always see the kids who had all the commitment in their heart to jump off of that diving board. They would jump and they would go for maximum distance and maximum height and get really, really high and come down really far. And then you'd see the other kids who they'd run, but then right as they got to the end, they wouldn't commit. (laughs) They would get there and the fear would overtake them and they wouldn't be able to really commit like they wanted to. Uh, And those are the kids who would just kind of like, flop just off the diving board and fall straight down and like jump right towards the side, get out of that pool really, really quickly. Now, obviously, there's a big part where commitment makes a difference, but I think it's the same in a lot of the other things that we do. So I want to touch on several things. So first, let's start martial arts-wise. I think, let's think as basic as we can. In the way we throw a strike, that's like the first thing that stuck out to me in terms of commitment. For example, it's when you see someone hesitate to throw a punch where they get caught. If you watch the sport of mixed martial arts, what you will see very consistently is it is rare when someone is throwing a full out 100% strike where they've turned their hips completely, they've committed their body completely, they've given their everything into that one strike and they get counterstruck. Doesn't happen very often. As a matter of fact, what happens much more is when the person throws the hesitant half strike, where they're like not really sure about what they're doing, they didn't really fully commit to it, they throw it halfway, 
maybe their head doesn't move as much as it would or should they don't get the maximum power out of it like they would or should and sure enough boom they get hit right back and they get countered and sometimes they even get knocked out from not committing all of the way it's also the surest way to make sure you don't get maximum power a great example of this is the rear hand the cross punch right? it's one of those punches where done at 80% it's good right you throw it at 80% turning your hips to 80% yeah it's stronger than the jab that is you know mostly just our arm but you still left so much more on the table you didn't commit all the way through your strike so what happens is not only do you get far less power but you also get far less range out of the punch so now instead of hitting that punch at your maximum distance you can hit it a much shorter distance bringing that target closer to you all while robbing yourself of power. Now, obviously, this is the most basic way that commitment affects our martial arts training, but it affects it in much greater senses as well. Right? If you jump in with two feet to martial arts training, you're going to see much greater results than if you dabble. Like one thing that I get asked fairly frequently by new students is if we do things like a 10 card punch uh, a 10 class punch card where they can prepay for 10 classes and uh, you know come in whenever they want and punch out one of the classes on their card you know buy 10 classes at a time blah 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 and obviously that is something we don't do and the reason we don't do that is if you do not fully commit you're not going to see the benefits that would come from training we want our people to be there two and three times a week. We want them to be there on a regular basis for years on end. Why? Because when you completely commit, when you completely immerse yourself, you see the benefits that you want to see. Let's think about a stereotypical gym model. When I say stereotypical gym model, I mean a big box gym in LA Fitness, a Gold's, Equinox, something like that. Something where there is equipment in a big giant room, you uh, pay a nominal fee to be able to go and use the equipment and the facilities and then you leave. No personal trainer, no anything else like that. I'm talking about just renting the equipment. Now, in that very stereotypical environment, what you see is a very low, res uh, a low retention rate. What I mean by that is this. There's a very small percentage of the people who pay the gym in a month that actively go to the gym. In other words, Let's make the numbers as simple as possible here. Let's say 3,000 people pay that gym in a month, which is very average for a gym of that kind of size. So 3,000 people pay their membership dues. Between 300 and 150 actually step foot in the gym in that time frame. And the answer is why? Because what have they committed to? Making that monthly payment. They haven't committed to a time that they're gonna to go to the gym, a plan that they're going to work out to. They don't have anybody working for them. They haven't really made any commitment besides the commitment to pay the money. That's one of the downfalls of the gym model is though you're committing that way financially, right, making your payment every month, most people who do that only go to the gym a couple of times. So they might say something like, oh, the gym's only 50 bucks a month. Okay, it's only 50 bucks a month. But if you sign up for a year, that's $600 for a year, which is not very much, obviously. But if you go two times, each one of those gym visits costs you $300. That's a lot, right? It's much better for you to commit into something wholeheartedly. 
And it's something we say to prospective students in my school all the time. Jump in with two feet. You won't regret it. When you try to just dip your toes into the, into the water, you don't get the same things out. There's a reason I'm not going to sign somebody up for 10 classes. Because I know in 10 classes, they're not going to get it enough to really feel it. I know if that person gives me some time, if they really commit, if they're with me for a year, I know that that person, by the end of the year, they'll get it. They'll feel really good about what they're doing in a technical sense. They'll also feel really good about what they're doing in, in terms of a physical sense. They'll feel the power of their strikes. They'll feel proficient at what they're doing. They'll feel like they really got something out of their time and effort. Now, beyond that, let's stick with the idea of health here since we touched on the gym. Committing to an exercise or nutrition program is the biggest key. I, I'll give you guys an example. See, because every exercise or diet program works if you commit to it. The problem is not every diet and exercise program makes it easy to commit to it. Therein lies the problem. One of the greatest examples of this is the Adkins diet. This was back before they called it keto, <laughs> when it was just called Adkins. So Adkins, the Adkins diet is very simple. Completely eliminate carbohydrates from your diet or down to some very small, small amount of carbohydrates in your diet. The idea being uh, your body will burn off excess fats because it doesn't have the carbohydrates to use as a fuel source, which is great in theory if you're going to fully commit for the rest of your life. If for the rest of your life you're never going to eat another carbohydrate, it works and it works great. The problem is as soon as you eat some carbohydrates again, you puff back up like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Magically you put all this weight back on and the thing about losing and then gaining weight is generally when you gain weight back after using, after losing it I should say, you gain back more weight than you lost in the first place. So in other words, if you lost 20 pounds, the likelihood is if you gain weight back, you'll gain back 25. Therein lies the problem. That's why something like that, like a fad diet, is not the greatest because you can't commit to that for the rest of your life. You can eat in a healthy manner for the rest of your life. You can make intelligent choices and understand how your body processes different things, which is a conversation for a different day. But you can make that commitment for life. It's hard to be on Adkins when you're on vacation. It's hard to be on Adkins during the holidays. It's hard to be on Adkins in any number of places. You go out to, to you know, watch a sporting event. It's hard to be on Adkins. But to make healthy nutritional choices, it's easy to have one-off meal or one-off day and then reaffirm your commitment and get right back to it. Right? It doesn't throw you for a loop the same way as a fad diet might. But again, commitment, such a big deal in terms of your health and wellness. If you don't make that commitment, you're not committing to your results. See, the thing is, what people don't realize is when they don't make the commitment to move in the direction of taking care of their health, what they're actually making a commitment towards is disease. You're still making a commitment. People just don't think about it that way. If you don't commit to proactive medicine, to exercise and proper nutrition, in other words, taking care of your body so it won't get ill, if you don't commit to that, you're committing to making time for disease later on down the road. You're just kicking the can down the road 
And like we know about a great many things, when you take today's problems and you push them down the road, you push them further and further down the road, when you get to them tomorrow or the next day or the day after, man, oh man, those problems are so much bigger. And they're so much harder to deal with. I give this example often when it comes to being proactive with your health and committing to taking care of your health. You can choose to regularly change the oil in your car every so many thousand miles. Or you can choose to ignore the problem until the engine seizes because you've burned up all your oil and the car is dead. Well, obviously, changing the oil is going to be a minor inconvenience, you know, a couple of times a year, uh, and it's not going to be very expensive. Or you can wait till the engine seizes and completely replace it. Much bigger time commitment, much bigger monetary commitment. So you're, you're committing to one. You just have to choose which one is your commitment. And again, this pattern continues through all of the, the different areas of our life. I mean, think about the care of your home, for example. You're either going to commit to doing regular maintenance or you're going to commit to making a tremendous project down the line. Give you an example. In between my neighbor's house and I, there's a big bush. Uh, Rosa Sharon. My wife will be proud of me that I, that I remembered <laughs> what the breed of plant is. Rosa Sharon. And we've been in a house nine years. And in nine years, we have trimmed that thing three times. Right? Why? Because it slowly grows, slowly grows, slowly grows, slowly grows. And we, we commit to letting that thing fill in. But then when we, when we trim it, you got to trim it all the way 100%. Otherwise, it's going to overtake the whole area that it's in in a very short while. That's why it's so important for us to keep regular maintenance on it. You know, as soon as, it, as, soon as it's ready to go, we got to do it 100%. We can't do it halfway. I, I only remember this because we just recently did it. But this is the same with even just the, the daily maintenance of your house. Something as simple as if you have one of those little robot vacuums, like a Roomba or something like that, emptying that thing every day so it can do its job every day and your house becomes that much neater. You don't have to worry about making big projects later. Right? Or simple things like uh, keeping up on your dishes. Again, a simple, a simple silly thing. You do the dishes every day as you use them. And it's not that overwhelming of a project. It takes only a couple of minutes. But instead, if you let it build up for a week, now you've got a week's worth of dishes and it's an hour, hour and a half, two hours of doing dishes simply because you didn't want to commit a little bit of time each day. That's the thing. We can look at every area of our life and find a way to either commit or to not commit. You guys are very familiar, hopefully, with my furry co-host Slade, who's upstairs today. He's, he's, uh, he's not down here with me. So nonetheless, uh, furry co-host -co Slade, um, he is a German Shepherd, as we've discussed a great many times. And as a German Shepherd, you have to make a commitment with him. Obviously, you're committed to caring for him for his entire life as a, a pet owner. You're committed to that without a doubt. But what you also have to commit to with a dog this smart and this energetic is you have to either commit to training him or you have to commit to him being out of control for his entire life. And obviously, I've made the first commitment. There's a reason that boy knows his left and his right. He knows what to do at corners and he knows hand signals and verbal commands. And it wasn't a very long commitment. It was not a, a tremendous amount of work. But it, made things, it will make things easier 
in the long term for me and for him. That's the beautiful thing. And this goes along with everything else that goes on in our life. Again, even interpersonal relationships. Again, it's going to sound self-serving because you guys know it's my wedding anniversary. But nonetheless, it's an important idea. When you commit 100% to things, when you commit 100% to relationships, you are without a doubt going to get the best out of them. When you don't commit 100% to them, it's really hard for you to make uh, the best out of those relationships. And it goes with every type of relationship. I'm not just speaking romantically. right? Like If you have a friend that you're willing to be like 100% of a friend with and really open yourself up and really open them up, oh, you're going to go so much further. Together, you guys will have this awesome relationship. Think about the friends that you had when you were kids. Like I think about one of my best friends, Brendan. And Brendan and I were really good friends for years. We told each other everything and so forth, you know, th there was never any secrets between us. We fully committed, you know, for friendship 100%, you know, anything he ever needed, anything I ever needed. And then, as happens to kids, he moved away. And he moved away before the era of smartphones or the internet or whatever. And the, uh, the big problem is, at that point, before internet and cell phone and being able to talk on Xbox and all of that, then he was basically gone, <laughs> you know. He really only moved like half an hour away on Long Island. But that was an eternity when you don't have a cell phone, when you don't have email or instant messenger and any of that. And we didn't see each other for a great number of years. But we still continue to talk now to this day. We've reconnected. You know, he was in my wedding. Uh, rather, I was in his wedding. He was at my wedding. Um... The, the, only, the only big thing that we haven't done yet is he, he had a baby a few months ago. And I haven't been able to meet little Johnny yet. But still, every time I see Brendan, every time I talk to him, the commitment and the openness and the relationship is exactly like it's always been. If there's something going wrong in my life, I know I could call him at 3 in the morning and he would show up at my front door and he knows the same is true in reverse. I know I can ask him about anything. He knows he can ask me about anything. That's the beautiful thing. And that only comes from the fact that we gave that relationship our all. We didn't, you know, act, we didn't act like kids can sometimes where, you know, today you're friends and tomorrow you're not. We, we were friends in the best kind of way. And of course this goes for, you know, romantic relationships as well. If you don't commit yourself 100% to that, how could you ever expect to get the best possible relationship out? Every relationship between you, another person, something that you do in your life, even a relationship with this podcast. All right? That's a commitment for me that I made weekly to make sure that I am here. And I have to make sure that I fulfill this commitment. No matter how crazy my week is, no matter how crazy my day is, right? even if I don't have you know, the millions of listeners like some of the famous podcasts, that's okay. I know people are expecting this every week. So the thing that I want to urge you to do this week is whatever you're doing, Commit to it, nutritionally, exercise-wise, throwing your martial arts strike, an interpersonal relationship, a project at home. Whatever you're doing, if it's worth doing, if it's worth your attention, commit. Commit 100%. Because when you commit 100%, you will get results back at that same level. To that end, my friends, 
That's all I have for you guys today. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On, uh, you can find my school at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at tsmma underscore smithtown. The podcast is at tsmithtownpodcast on Instagram. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Once again, Lauren, I love you. Happy anniversary. Uh, And for the rest of you guys, until next time, I will see you guys on the mat.